Hey, and welcome to Vibing with Vi, with your host, Violet Mitzi. Now let's vibe. Hi, my Vibers, and welcome to another episode of Vibing with Vi. Today's special guest is one of my besties. She grew up in Vaughn. She loves to dance. And she wants to travel the world. Please give a special welcome to Sierra. I can't say your last name. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And it's Valescuda. Yes, thank you. Because I definitely was going to butcher that. Thank, okay. thank you for uh, giving me the suggestion of calling my audience Vibers. I think it's cute because I watch a lot of ASMR. And everybody has like, oh, hi, my seashells. Hi, my angels. And because your name works so perfectly with your podcast, Vibers is awesome, I think. I actually really like that. That's super cute. And I'm oh. going to forever steal that. Patented starting today. No problem. <laughs> it's going to be on every episode now. So Yay, I feel thanks like I to Chuba. Oh, yes, for sure. So today's, I don't want to say topic, but today's title is The Man in the Backyard. (laughs) I'm so excited to share the story with everyone because I think it's so fun and exciting. But before we get into that, I always like to start my episodes whenever I can with a backstory of how we met. So would you like me to start it or do you want to just take it off from here? While you slid in my DMs. (laughs) Avi, Avi, okay, but... Before I slid into your DMs. It's up to you. Would you like me to talk about it? Yeah, you you give it a go. So I was working at Jack Astor's for a while. And this new person comes in. And obviously it's you, my beautiful friend. But before we had even become friends, you know, she's working at the hostess stand. And she's being so polite and so friendly with everybody. And I'm talking about as if you're not even across from me. But (laughs) you were being so polite and friendly with everybody. And I remember you working at the drink expo like you were just I remember you really essentially busting your ass and I went home not thinking much about it but I guess you had heard that I dance so you had slid in my dms yep (laughs) and you basically complimented me on one of my dance videos and then you were telling me how you used to dance but I was more reserved. I'm like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, I don't know her. Like, this is like so weird. And I guess I wasn't a girl's girl at the time because at Jack's, like, I guess I wasn't really trusting of people that were kind. Right. There's a lot of like, you know, the service industry isn't that trustworthy in terms of relationships with people. Yeah, everybody's like two-faced. Like, they're really nice. Yeah, exactly. I was pretty like with, I was withholding a lot of information. And anyways, you and I had a short conversation, but then I don't really remember how else it unfolded after that one conversation. We just kept talking over Instagram. I think so. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't really know. All So what I can remember, that's so funny because I don't remember how we actually started like yeah. hanging out. But yeah, it was like I had my first couple shifts at Jack's and I didn't really know anybody. And I solely got the job at Jack's just because I wanted to meet more people. Like mm-hmm. I was new to the Vaughn Woodbridge area. So I like solely got the job just with the intention of wanting to meet people. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So obviously I was super friendly with everybody, but... I remember seeing you and being like, whoa, this girl has a hard RBF. Like, you had such a hard RBF. I told Denise the same thing on her episode. I was like, yeah, I was super intimidated by you because I was trying to, like, you know, get to know people. But everyone is very straight-faced. It seemed like it was like a cult. Like, people were like, no, you're not a part of it. I completely agree. And I will say that it always surprises me when you say I had a resting bitch face because I I always perceive myself to be somebody that's like oh my god hi like how are you what's your name but at Jack's it was a totally different story like I I don't think I was truly happy there I don't think so either and I think that definitely you know was shown to you by my RBF so I truly like to this day apologize for it because if anything I wanted to be people's friends I just like I said I was lacking so much trust with everybody that worked there yeah no and I totally get it 100% like we know that there's stuff that's happened at Jack's that like between everybody right that's just kind of like made everyone put their guard up and not really trust each other and and it's sad and it's funny too because when I look at you now like sitting in front of you like I would never think that you were like bitchy or anything like that that's not how I perceive you but (laughs) no no but but it's like I didn't also have that opportunity to get to know you like that at Jack's because 
I never really worked with you. You worked like days and mm-hmm. uh, during the summer and I usually only worked evenings because I was working full time, right? So I only got to see you maybe like once or twice at the beginning when I first started. And maybe it, it was also because you're like me and you want to work. You're not there to stand around and do nothing. And Mm -hmm. that's what like, you know, sometimes happened there. So like you were hustling. So you had your hustle face on. Maybe that's what it was. See, I still can't remember how we first started hanging out. It's just weird to me why it's not coming to my mind. I don't know. I slid into your DMs for sure. Tried to, you know, find that connection with you to, you know, like build a friendship and, I don't know. I think like we went back and forth for a bit in our DMs and yeah, like, I invited you to come to a dance class with me or something like that yeah, at some point. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't know. Then the we rest just is history. The rest is history. It's our romantic love story. And now what we're two years in yeah, for friendship? Two years of like knowing each other and you know, you've completely become like one of the most important people in my life and I couldn't agree more. When good things happen to you, I beam from within. And it's so dramatic to say, but it's true. Everybody has ounces of jealousy in them. Everybody has ounces of envy in them. And I will say when it comes to you succeeding, I don't feel that. And it's so weird and I can't pinpoint why. I feel the exact same way about you. Every time you tell me about like big things that have happened, I'm like sitting at home like, ah! Oh my god, like so excited no for you. Like, you know the evil eye, they call it yeah. in Italian, but like when you... <laughs> they call it what in Italian? <laughs> it's evil eye, they're wishing badly upon you. And oh my god. I, I feel that even by people looking at me when I share good news, right? Yeah. But with you, I don't know, like you'll post a stupid little TikTok video and I'm like, ah, like I'm screaming. <laughs> like the, my jaw will drop, it's just, it sounds so fake to say out loud, it sounds like I'm you know projecting but it's couldn't be further like from the truth like it's just wait that was the wrong word to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just the truth <laughs> truly i know you met and it makes me happy like it i'm just so happy that we're friends and that i've met you and that you become so a part of me me too and, and it's crazy to think because like i feel like yeah i connect with people often but i don't know what it was about you and our friendship i just feel like we instantly just had this understanding about each other from the get-go we just got each other and i feel like we saw eye to eye on so many things not to say that that's what makes a friendship mm-hmm. but it was just our communication i think is the biggest part is we were able to just like sit down and hang out and it wasn't like oh like let's hang out and get wasted or let's hang out and just like I don't even know like we would just sit down and have deep conversations about real life shit and be able to be truly ourselves and and open up to each other I will say what made me so connected to you was how much I trusted you and that you had good intentions when you were saying when you would give when you would give me advice right and I had this like overwhelming feeling I'm like oh my god she's so wise but not wise to the point where she's showing off that she's wise like she truly has life experiences to share with me that will benefit me in my decisions moving forward with whatever I was going through right so for you to become so close to me was because I could see that you were genuine. Yeah. It's very rare that I come across because I'm always, like I said, hesitant with people, but with you, it was like completely different. So, and to this day, I will say that. And throughout our friendship, I will still say that. Like I have immense respect and love for you. So do I. I feel like this is gonna sound so cheesy, but I I feel like maybe we're friends in like another life. Just cause like- Really? (laughs) Yeah. Because like, I don't know what it is. I just, I just felt so connected to you and like, just in a way that I can't even describe. Mm. I just felt like we knew each other for so much longer, right, right when we started talking. We, we built our friendship in so quickly and got so close, but I feel like it's because I felt like I'd already known you for so long. It wasn't like, oh, a brand new friend I'm, I'm trying to get to know. It wasn't like I had to share intimate details with you for you to like me. It wasn't no. one of those where I was trying to impress you. It was like we were genuinely talking about things and sharing experiences that were similar. And we bonded through that versus like trying to share the best parts for ourself yeah. for you to think that I was good enough to be friends with. It was nothing like that. And that's typically how friendships form because it's true. That's how you try. You're trying to like impress each other. Yeah, but I didn't. I've never felt that way with you. I've never felt like that way. This is me, bitch. Yeah, take it for what it is.
And unfortunately, our friendship, like, flourished during COVID. So we haven't even had, like, the height of our friendship where we get to, like, go and do the most. And, like, this is our summer, girl. Like, it's a hot girl Girl summer. summer. (laughs) We're going to get fucking just, like, wasted. I want to be passed out on the boat. Ah, Pool aside. We're just going to do the most. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So now let's get into our fun story of... Oh my gosh. The man in the backyard. Is so the, the man in my backyard or the man in the backyard? I think it's the man in your backyard. The man in my backyard. Okay. Yes. So I'm just going to like let you take it away. This is going to be you. Oh just... no. I'm so bad at like telling stories chronologically. You have to like help guide me if you can. Okay. So I will. Okay. So the man in your backyard, how yes. it started is your parents decided to do some Lands- yeah, okay. landscaping in your backyard. Okay. So three years ago, my parents started doing renos in their backyard. Was it three years ago? Three years ago. Wow. <laughs> in the backyard and in the house. So just like, we'll flash forward to this. He did work in my closet, in my bedroom. Yeah, I didn't like, know that. Yeah, like he had to like fix light bulbs in there and do other things in there. But anyways, I was never home when these renovations were taking place because I was a whale Western. Okay. But I did know that it was a father and two sons in this company that were doing rentals. And and the father was a family friend, your and parents. The father had become a family friend through okay. the rentals. Through the rentals, okay. I think. I, I'm pretty sure. There's other <laughs> history there. That's kind of confusing. Um, but no, I'm pretty confident in that. But I was never really one to pay attention to it because I was just in my own world at Western. So right. I eventually came, you know, I moved home from New York and... Because of the pandemic? Uh, Other things. I got a job opportunity in physio. So I came home and I started going to school at York and that made me home more often. So summer of, what was it? Summer of 2020. Yes. Okay. Was the first time I had interactions with this guy. With the man in in your backyard? Um, I totally asked him if I could talk about this too. I'm like, are you Did you? Steven and yeah. I were talking about this while we were at sushi and, uh, and Steven's like, so like, does he know that she's going to talk about him in the podcast? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure she asked him. Yeah. And he's like, no, she's probably just going to talk. And like, is he going to be cool with it? I'm like, yeah, he's obviously going to be cool with it. He obviously is fine. He's like, I don't care. But I asked him and I also had to ask my mom because she has a part in this as well. Facts. Right? So I'm like, True. I consent from everybody. So yes, my mother will come into the story mm-hmm. at some point. But just to basically say what happens is in summer 2020, I was also dating somebody else at this time. So Were you? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I was fuck. dating yeah. somebody else. Yeah. So we would actually be in the basement oh, right. with my forgot. ex-partner. Yes. And <laughs> the man. his name is Sebastian. Okay. Sebi, uh, shut up. Very much. But Sebastian would be working like in the basement while me and my ex are on the couch like just watching a movie and he was always so kind to me sebastian and like smiling and just saying hello very respectfully but it's weird to think that we had our first interaction in 2020 and now we're dating you know what i mean yeah 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 so you don't even know that no i didn't know that so weird okay so anyways um fast forward my ex and i break up and uh thank god and so me in this me in this state of like being in a breakup, like going through it, but throughout that summer of 2021 was when I started having more interactions with the, with Sebastian because they were doing a lot of rentals for our backyard. Right. right. So um, wait, is it 2021? No, we were dating in 2021. Oh my god! So in the summer of 2020, I was single. That's what we're. That's what. Okay, okay. That's yeah. So okay. So it's 2019. Okay. Oh my God, my, I knew it was when 2019. Okay, that makes so Sorry, much more cybers sense. Sorry, Got the chronicle. The chronicle. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, okay, so in 2020, I'm single and he's being super friendly with me. Okay, that makes so much res- more sense. In a respectful way. Yes, okay? yes. So he's like working in the backyard. I'm inside. He's waving. I'm waving every time I see him. We haven't really spoken much. Okay, but than- okay. Serious question. Yeah. Did, did somebody slip him the details that you weren't with your ex anymore? No. <laughs> Are I you don't, sure? I don't think he was was Mama story. Dukes working her magic in the background being like, oh, by the way. <laughs> Soon, but not yet. So that's what I mean too. It's like I never really knew what his thoughts were, but I'm telling you, vibers, every time that he would come by the house, 
he was always like smiling and you could tell he kind of lit up when he saw me. He's such a friendly person. I love Sebastian. I know. He, he probably was, so was like, oh, my angel. So, it was so funny because he had a relationship with my parents too. Like they right. really enjoyed this family. And you know, Sebastian's brother's great as well. So every time Sebastian would be doing work, they'd be like, oh, thank you so much. They'd always offer him food. So my mom's always giving them coffees and treats throughout the day. So even more of a way for me to be sitting at the table and be able to see him, right? <laughs> so one day she's like, Sierra, Sierra, I'm busy doing this like, but she was she like, was so she's thinking this kid, this guy, this kid, oh my God, he's turning 29. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so sweet and he's so respectful and he seems nice. And she also knew that he was single because his dad told my mom, oh yeah, I know. No, nice no. So, single. so for sure your mom and his dad were like, yeah, they're both single for sure. Because They did not say that explicitly for sure. But if his dad was telling your mom that Sebastian was single, it must have came Fine. up in conversation I'm not nonchalantly. Speak for his dad, but <laughs> potentially, we'll say. So my mom was, you know, she wanted she wanted me to be happy with somebody that would be good to me. And I think she saw that he was a nice man who was mature, had a job, and was just an all-around, like honestly, had his life together, right? Yeah. And I guess that she has a good reading on people. She knew that he would be nice to me and a good person. So she kept trying to give me hints here and there. So see her, I'm busy making this. Like, can you go bring these down to the guys? So I'm coming down with the tray of brownies. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, here's some treats. <laughs> like, feeling so awkward. Because I knew that him and I had had, like, stares yeah and, yeah like interactions like okay that. was it like twilight shit where like both just like staring each other it down mysterious i think it was no no not not even like seductive but like just like looking into each other's souls <laughs> i will say that i got i was so like nervous because i didn't know i didn't know if he had a girlfriend because my mom's the yeah type to be okay like, his dad said he's single but like who the fuck knows yeah yeah right? you don't know if single could mean yeah he's, he's not somebody. yeah exactly so i was always like i would look and he'd look at me and be like smile and then like oh, like dirt yeah. away like just no um so i walked down and give him these brownies and his face like lit up and he's just like thank you so much sierra right and i'm like you're welcome and then like art he touched my hand to grab the tray and i was like oh, i love you and I'm like, oh. right? so i walk upstairs and i'm like smile my mom's like oh my god sierra you're red in the face i'm like what like like are you sure she's like yeah no you're completely right so i turned out to be blushing because I found him cute, I found him charming, yeah. I found him really sweet. So I just left it. That happened in July of 2020, okay? And ever since then, it was like once a week, twice a week, I would see him, waves, smiles, no actual conversation ever. Yeah. Other than, oh, hi, Sebastian, like, do you need to talk to my mom? Because they're doing yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh No, no, we're okay for now. And just say, standing there smiling at me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then like run up the stairs right like trying to abort the mission so fast forward to february like the whole summer i'm on walks with my friend angela and she's like oh my god are you on tinder are you dating i'm like no like yeah i'm not but i'm i keep thinking about this guy sebastian right and, like what are the chances like i start like seeing this guy that's doing rounds for my parents would that be weird like yeah. i remember that i started thinking about him in july of 2020 and it took me months for me to get to this point that we are now yeah so so february of 2021 my dad gets sick with covid and they're still doing renovations in the backyard in the winter time they're troopers yes um but his dad Sebastian's dad knocks on the door to ask a question my mom's like you can't like yeah. communicating through the window like yeah. we can't open the door for you call yeah. me yeah so he calls they find out information that we have covid and they can't come in and Next week, my they're still doing work in the backyard. My mom's like, this is where my mom plays the biggest role, okay? I was isolating at my nana's apartment. Yes. And my parents were all at home. And she wanted to give me a way where I could finally just make that move yeah. and start communicating with him, right? She was hoping that he would ask me out, but I kind of had an inkling. I'm like, there's no way he's going to ask me out because that would be so disrespectful. I know, I remember. Job that he's in, I know? remember having this conversation yeah. with you and he, you're like, he's not going to ask me out. I'm like, he's so going to fucking ask you no. out. No. And I, and I knew it. And to this day, everyone's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no. He, you could tell that he's so respectful that he would never risk making a client quote yeah. unquote feel uncomfortable in their own home like he's working yeah that's house. true like, 
He's he very would professional. Never, ever cross that line. So I knew in my gut, like, it has to be me, right? He's giving me all these signals. It's true. I'm like, if he's giving me these signals and he's in a relationship, that shit's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. He I'm for me. <laughs> on that you're fucking single, single, okay? So my mom ends up giving me his number and she plays it off so cool. Okay, here's Sebastian's number. Why don't you text them and ask if they need coffee since they're working in the backyard? And like, because I can like delivery coffees to them, mm-hmm. Uber Eats or whatever. Yeah, because she was quote unquote busy and couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so bullshit. That was, that was her way to get me in there without having to explicitly say so. And I appreciate it to this very day. So I messaged him. I'm like, hi, Sebastian. Um, wondering if you and the guys need any coffees. It's kind of cold out there. Right? Yeah. And he responded, hi, Sierra. Thank you so much. Told me the coffee order. I said, okay, it's on the way. And he just responded, uh, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Or you're the best. He said, oh, th- okay, thanks, Sierra. You're the best. And I was like, okay. You're like, I'm the best. <laughs> so. I left it at that because I was hoping for the next couple of days that he would ask me out Yeah. and nothing. I was like, okay, like, I guess he is this respectful guy that's not going to cross a boundary. Three weeks go by. Okay. Took me three weeks to like, was it really three weeks? Three weeks, February, like 12th, I think I messaged him for coffees. And then I reached out to him March 5th. So yeah. Wow. I know. And I was thinking about him, thinking about him, like, do I do it? Do I do it? So it took me liquid courage. And for my friend Angela to actually send the message, like she pressed the send button and the message basically said, Hey, uh, Sebastian, how are you? I don't want to cross any boundaries, but I was wondering if you want to go for drinks at some point. And I was like sweating. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, what the fuck is he going to say? Like, did I just make this uncomfortable for him? Turns out that he's like, he said something so sweet along the lines of you like this absolutely made what a great way to end my week oh um yes we can he's so cute he is very sweet so um fast forward we're dating now <laughs> we're very much in love and it's it's wonderful but yeah so tell oh, yeah. so it's been a year it's been yeah it's been a year over a year now officially yeah so after the coffee date because the way that well I, the way i'll say that it is like when we started talking is when we started dating like we were very much only talking to each other right right right. and he's a grown man and there's no reason for him to play any games yeah so you could tell that he was very much invested in focusing on me and building a relationship and i for the first time in my life didn't feel like i needed to have options yes I was like, no like i want to focus on this so let's talk about how you and i spoke about the coffee date oh okay? it my wasn't even a god date. we did go out for drinks yeah, I was stressing about it. I'm like, oh my God, Vi, like nowhere's open because of COVID. Like what, I want to be able to wear something nice. Like what do I do? I know you were so stressed and you're like, I don't want the pressure of like going out for drinks because I don't want him to assume that I'm going to go back to his house. Or like, I don't want him to buy me food. Yeah. You like, there were so many things running through your head and I can literally picture. Overthinker here. Yes. Shout out. Cause me too. Um, I can remember actually, like I was on the phone with you and I was putting laundry into my (laughs) washing machine. Oh my God. I remember you were on FaceTime with me. Yes. We were FaceTiming. I just done a workout yeah set the mood just like setting the mm-hmm. you know the situation of what it is um yeah and we were just talking and i just remember you being like so stressed and you're like should i go like should i do this like i'm not you were very very strict on the fact that like i'm not looking for a relationship like i'm just like you know trying to focus on me and work on me and that's my priority and you're like and i'm just worried that like if i go out for coffee you know there might be that this expectation of a relationship and like you just went like you spiraled like you got really in your head and that's okay because we all do um but it this is points where i think our friendship has made us so strong because Mm -hmm. these are the moments that you call me and you're like what do i do like it's not like talking you off a ledge but it's like helping you see all the point of views like my perspective was so one-sided and so negative like i remember just thinking about all the bad things that could go yeah you weren't thinking about the good things and and i remember saying to you sierra like it's just because it was originally going to be a coffee date i'm like it's just a coffee date i'm like just go hang out with this guy i'm like what's the worst thing that can happen you're you're not interested in him okay so maybe you guys end up being really good friends i'm like because he's so nice i'm like and you said that i'm like you're like yeah he's really nice he's nice to my family like and i was like so don't put that pressure on yourself that it has to be anything just like live in the moment go and enjoy yourself because i will say like because when i reached out when i 
I'm very proud to say that I made the first move. And yes. I'm responsible yes, for queen. this. But no. Um, when I reached out to him, we talked for that whole week before we went out officially. Right. So I will say that the day before we went out, I was freaking panicking. I was like, oh my God, like what if I'm not attracted to him? Because I haven't really had that many interactions with him up close. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if I'm not attracted to him? Like what if like I lead him on? Right. What if like this is a waste of my time? Right. And I was so thankful for our conversation because you made me look at it in a bigger way. It's like, this doesn't have to be Anything. a guy that you're into forever. It's not to be like, what I mean is like, you don't yeah. have to be dating him. You can be no. his friend. And I put that in my brain, like during the date. Yeah. I'm like, this might be like a great friendship yeah. if it doesn't work out to be a relationship. Exactly. Know? And I knew I didn't want a friends with benefits. Yes. So I'm like, it has to be one or the other. Or right. Nothing. Right. Or nothing. But it couldn't be nothing because it had to end respectfully because he's still working in my right. house. Yeah, so, that's true. In my backyard, which makes it a little bit better. The man <laughs> in my backyard. <laughs> the man in my backyard. But yeah, I was happy that we had the conversation because you kind of did talk me off the ledge because I was going to cancel the whole thing. I know. And I was so mad. I was like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, I'm like, just hang out with him and see. I'm like, you never know what could happen. And like, secretly, I can say this now, but Why? like, I just had a feeling. Mm-hmm. I just had like a feeling in like the pit of my stomach i'm like i i just know that he's a good guy just from like the conversations that i've had with you just the way that you've talked about him he's so respectful and now that i know him as well as i do like he's the exact vision of a person that you painted and and he's like that and 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 much more like he's just such a kind he has such a kind heart he's so like welcoming right now (laughs) because violet's gassing you hells yes he's just like welcomes you with open arms like he is just a very very nice guy the the best thing that the the thing that i will consistently say about him is the way he is with one relationship is the way he is with all of his friendships like people in his life like he is so consistent in the way that he treats people that gives you validation that's like no like you are a good person like you genuinely want everyone in your life to be happy and to succeed and that makes you a good person. So it's not like, yeah. you know those guys that are like one way with their girlfriend and terrible to everybody else? Yes. That's not my type. I can't be with people like that, the toxicity of it. So I need somebody that's a kind-hearted person all around. So yeah. for you to say nice things about him too, like it doesn't surprise me. I'm like, that's correct, you know? Yeah, facts. So, Just spitting facts. Yeah. So this is a wild story. Okay, so. This is all you, babe. So basically, when we were talking for a week, it wasn't like it was like one word of things, right? Yes. We were talking the whole day about random shit, like paragraphs of like things to talk about and that's what made me realize I'm like no like you're invested in getting to know me like you're asking me questions like we're talking and that was basically how it always was for like months until we had our first like until we started talking on the phone yeah right but we had had multiple interactions and I had hung out with him and the date like this is something worth my time but with him it was like I genuinely really liked him you just had this connection with him yeah so my point is like that I think gave my friends confirmation too that I was in this into it for the right reasons and i yeah. wasn't in it to you know have a fun time so Sebastian would leave me for steven in a heart a hundred percent any day he i tell him like violet and steven are inviting you up to their cottage with you know his cousins like his cousin and whatever. Yeah. And how would you feel about that? And he's like, I mean, yeah, like you guys are all older. And yeah. I didn't want it to be weird having like two young people come up because you say that, you know, we have a huge age difference between the two of us. Yep. But we get along great. And I think that's because we kind of just level each other out. Yeah, 100%. But with him, I was like, you're a great fit because Steven's 32 yep. and you're close to 30 and you guys have had similar life experiences in terms of age. So maybe. And his cousin's younger than steven too so right. like even sebastian and chris are close in age as well so it was just a very good dynamic yeah because you didn't know chris yet that was yeah. your first time meeting chris's yana like yeah. as your first time meeting and chris and chris and yana are very nice and like I, they're I very know that. yes you didn't because you hadn't met them yeah. they're they're very nice and welcoming and they just like having a good time they're they're not like the type of person to be like no i don't know you that's yeah. that's not them like i can say even myself you know steven and i've been together almost for seven years like when I met Chris and Yana, like they opened their arms to me and was like, right. become become a part of like this big, crazy friendship family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's nice too, because I think if it was a different dynamic, that could have been a really different weekend. So funny enough, when Sebastian walks in, every... 
<laughs> Steven and Chris are both wearing a white shirt. Oh my God, I forgot about so that. We're like, oh my God, the guys are all wearing white shirts. Like, get them, let's get them together for a pic. Yeah, yeah, like, not even. Take a picture, arms around the yeah. guys. So I feel like guys bro out super hard though too. Like yeah. there's some guys, but I just feel like other guys, like it's just easy. You know Steven what I mean? Steven and Sebastian have very similar personalities. It's just, I'm just so happy that it worked out the way it did. Me too. Yeah. And I will forever cherish um, Monopoly and kicking everybody's oh, ass in the Monopoly. Listen, I'm the vibers. queen of Monopoly. Listen up, Vibers. Do not, do not subject yourself to a game of Monopoly with Violet. Because I'm a savage. Yeah, she's ruthless. <laughs> Honestly, I miss getting drunk with you, though, too. Like, I, I know. miss being like, whoa, like, what's happening? Like, during the game. Like, that's I know. Hilarious. I'm on, like, uh, a, a, I, I wouldn't even say cleanse. I'm on a, yeah, I'm like, no booze, no booze for me. And you know what? I honestly can say that I am the most level-headed and clear-minded and focused on goals right now than I have been in a while because I don't have... I, I don't get me wrong I like to have you know a glass of wine here and there I like to get you know a little turn yes, up with my with my girls time. but I've just realized that like sometimes the highs are not worth the lows you know what I mean yeah. like I've realized that like I get really bad Sunday scaries sometimes after a weekend mm-hmm. but not even just that 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 I can deal with because I think that I've always had that but just never really like paid attention to it now mm-hmm. I'm just putting you know a, a description to what it is yeah but I just feel like I'm too fucking old to have a seven day hangover but I will I will definitely subject myself to that Somebody shit subjecting themselves to that on New Year's Eve but we're not gonna hey yeah uh, yes I oh my god yes I did but my whole thing is uh my weekends I feel like I blink and like it's already Monday yeah. but you know if I drink on like a Friday night then I have Saturday to be a fucking potato and then mm. I still have Sunday but if I drink on a Saturday Saturday night then I'm a fucking potato on Sunday and then I gotta go back to work on Monday and I'm just like mm. doesn't mean that I'm saying I'm I'm gonna have a sober summer I'm probably just just being very frank on the pod and to you I'm probably gonna have a less boozed filled summer only for the fact that I just want to live my best productive fucking life this summer I may have I'm just I have to learn how to pace myself Cause I can still have, I can have a good time without booze, but I can still have a good time having one or two drinks. Sometimes that's the best. Oh yeah. I just think that I have overindulged too many times and I die. I think you pacing yourself and doing that will make the times where it's time to get drunk even better because yeah. I know that if I've gone like months without drinking and then there's that opportunity to go down to Western and party with my friends or go to a cottage weekend I'm like I'm ready like I'm stopped <laughs> yeah. I'm like let's get hammered like because for me alcohol used to be the saving grace at yep. Western that yep. was something I did for anybody that's been to Western or has gone there for school Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday are you every fucking kidding me day of the week nobody understands the reality of being there every day of the week there's something to do you don't need to stay home if you don't want to because there's something to do okay sundays is karaoke mondays is dollar beers tuesdays is whatever and wednesdays is also dollar beers it's like every night has an opportunity for you to get absolutely plastered that's so, like Banff. that that was like really? Banff. yeah like everybody's getting drunk every day but see like that wasn't sustainable for me so then when i decided to come back home and i wasn't doing that as much i was like wait what like how do I function? How do I function? What's my routine? There's not really many opportunities to go out and get fucking hammered on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I, need, I guess I need to be productive. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Now I'm kind of in a situation of my life where I'm trying not to look at alcohol as a saving, a coping mechanism. Like if I've had a bad day, it's like, it's so easy to be like, let me open up a bottle of wine and have a couple glasses. Yeah. It's, it's something that I take note of. And I'm like, no, like it should be something that I enjoy in settings with my friends. Like yeah. Just said. So I am completely on the same wavelength of you as this summer. I want to be productive and enjoy it when it's the proper time to do so. Yeah. A hundred percent. But my whole thing is my always, my issue is like, I'm like, oh, if I just like, you know, have a bunch of drinks and get wasted, then I can't go out and do something after I have to wait until like the next day. Yeah. Like say if we're poolside. 
and we're hanging out. And then next thing you know, we have a couple of drinks poolside and it's midday. And then all of a sudden we're like, yo, like I want to go downtown and get food. Like, yeah, I can Uber and stuff like that. Like that that's a, that's an option. I'm not saying, but I just, I don't want that to always be a situation. And right. my issue too, I'm going to be very frank, is like I always associated with having a good time means drinking mm-hmm. and like that's something that i've Me disassociated too. you know what i mean like i'm like i can fucking have a good time i can turn the fuck up sober i can go dancing i can be absolutely stupid yeah. but i don't need to drink drinking just makes it more accepted that's your yeah. excuse it's like okay like oh, she's acting like a complete fucking moron right now. Oh, it's okay because she's drunk. Or, oh, it's because she's drunk. If I act like a complete fucking moron and sober, people are going to think I'm crazy. They're going to be like, put her in the ward. She's fucking nuts. (laughs) She's Um, fucking nuts. But meanwhile, I'm like, "Mm, sorry, that's just my personality. Like, that was actually something that, that's something I completely relate to because I was, okay, this is maybe so weird for some people to hear, but I was such a goody two-shoes up until uni. No, like, I mean, like, my first time getting drunk was at okay. prom. Okay, I'm sorry. I was, I was a, oh, I shouldn't say goody two-shoes. I was a heavy rule follower me too only break the rules when i feel like it's okay to break the rules but like i'm gonna i'm not gonna break the rules while i'm breaking the rules oh my god like uh, my friends would be like oh let's do this or let's do that and i'd be like no Perfect example. Steven's going to laugh when he hears this, if he listens to this entire podcast. When Steven and I first started dating, uh, we were downtown Barrie. We went out for some drinks. And uh, we were actually with one of our other friends, Sarah, and I forget who she was with at the time. Um, And they were like, oh, yeah, like, let's get some drinks. We got some drinks after, like, I think a buck and dough or something. And then Steven's like, oh my God, do you guys want to see the best view of uh, the waterfront? And they're like, yeah, hell yeah. And Steven's like, okay, come with us. Oh, well, you have to climb up the backside of a fucking building and, and go on the rooftop. And that that's illegal. Like, you can't do that. And oh. Steven's like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, oh no, it's not like there's not a bunch of fucking cruisers because it's downtown Barry and there's always cruisers. Oh, we just gotta sneak up and climb up this fucking railing and stand up. But it's the best view. My little bitch ass was like, I'm drunk. I'm already breaking the rules. I'm not breaking the rules to break the rules. Like, I didn't go. I didn't go. They all, the three of them went up and they, no, of course we didn't get caught. The three of them went up and they were like, oh my God, this is the sickest view. And my little bitch ass was standing at the bottom being like, God, come on come on i don't i don't want us to get in trouble that, like. i was the same way so like in a week uh, orientation week at western nobody's allowed to drink they have a rule no yeah. drinking because everybody needs to be sober for these events right yeah and i remember like i was the one of the only ones that I know of that followed the rules. So I would be in a dorm and fucking crowded on a table dancing my ass and be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like just so happy to be there and meeting everybody. Cause I was like a fucking huge extrovert at Western ready to yeah. make all the friends in the world. And everyone's like, oh my God, Sierra, how much have you had to drink? I'm like, zero bitch. And I just yes. kept dancing because I was like so high off of the energy yeah. people were giving me. A hundred percent. I was so excited to be there that I didn't need alcohol. And I will always like think about that when I go out somewhere and they're like, oh, are you drinking? I can say no and still have a good time. When people feel yeah. like they have to drink, that's not because of anything they're doing. It's mostly because of the people that are around them. Yeah, hundred percent. It's hundred percent. So it's like just being confident enough to say, no, I can have a good time. Right? Yeah. And it's with, it comes with practice. It, it does. does. It's, it's something that takes sometimes a long time or never some people don't ever master that but i also feel like you and i like we vibe (laughs) like we have this like energy where like we feed off of each other's energy when you came in to my place we were both like like mellow before we started this podcast but the more that we're talking about things and we're getting excited my level went from uh to what it's very easy for me to just like match your energy so it's like if you feel like drinking it's like fuck let's open a bottle of wine yeah i know i kind of want to now right yeah you're like oh let's sit on the couch and just watch shows i'm like also down because it's just it depends on who you're with yeah what kind of company you have like it really will affect your mood it will things you want to do like what you feel like doing 
it will. Yeah. But now back to your relationship because oh we yeah. went off we on a tangent. Yeah. How how do you think that the pandemic like affected your relationship? Because really, you guys are a pandemic relationship. Mm. The scariest part about pandemic relationships is you start dating somebody and you don't know how they're gonna treat the waiter at the fucking restaurant. Okay. <laughs> Huge thing, right? Um I will say that that was actually something I openly communicated to him about. I yeah. Like, I don't want to be a pandemic couple. I don't want to be the couple that sits at home all day and does nothing. And when we go out in the real world, like we don't know how to interact. Right. And I, cause I'm an overthinker. Okay? Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, my relationship is set to fail. Like, what am <laughs> yeah, I doing? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I communicated about that cause it was the last thing I ever wanted to happen. And he said like, no, we're going to make opportunities to go out of the house. We're going to do as much as we can. Cause things were fully locked. Down yeah when we dating. yeah so the first opportunity that we had i think was in may or end of april to go out and do something and we went to our first restaurant and i remember sitting across from him at the dinner table no waiting in line to sit down i was an anxious ball like i was just like <gasps> like how is this gonna go and it had nothing to even do with him it was like yeah. the setting like i had to deal with being anxious about being out again yep and be anxious about being on my first official date with the yeah. person. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm so So much. It was just a lot at once, but you know, he was the perfect person to go through that with. So I will say being in a COVID relationship, if you don't, if you're not aware of how you're spending your time with your partner, you will get stuck in that bubble. Yeah. We went on vacation together four months into knowing each other. I know, which is wild. And I'm saying that because I think COVID kind of forced us to have a deeper relationship because you're in your own space together because yeah. he lives alone so it's like we were able to be at his place all the time and have conversations but we equally wanted to go out and do stuff together we wanted yeah. to go out in public together so it's it's an interesting dynamic because not a lot of people will get it no um being in a pandemic relationship but with things opening up more it becomes so natural the more you do it do you so. feel like the pandemic like accelerated your relationship in a way it's a great question actually um because like exactly what you're saying okay. the fact that like because you you weren't going out so like mm -hmm. say typically with a regular relationship you know you go out on like a couple dates right. before maybe you start hanging out a lot more or hanging out like at his house and yeah. stuff like that you know you kind of do a little things like little things outside whatever versus like you're dating in a pandemic so like you like you said you're spending a lot more time at his place right. thankfully because he had his own place you had yeah. that convenience i mean like i mainly just go there because he has two beautiful dogs yeah you don't go to hang out with him you just yeah, go to see the dogs, dogs. obviously um that oh i you know like you you guys started dating like you said and you guys went on vacation after four months I'm the type of person that does not trust people that I date. I'm like, you might be a serial killer. You're going to take me and chop my head off and then sell it to the fucking truck. <laughs> So you watch too much true crime there, and sister. No, it's not even that. I think I'm the main character. I think everybody's out to get me. I think everybody wants me. Like, I have issues. Okay? Um. Okay, so, like, I'm sorry, but, like, right now, I'm the main character. Yeah. It's, this is my show. I'm aware. Bitch. That's why we're having tension. <laughs> um, so... I will say that I need at least like 10 dates before I can even enter someone's house unless it's a friends with benefits, right? But I could, was, I could understand that. This is definitely not that. So with the pandemic, we were so confined, right? So we ended up, we drove around for our first date for like five hours and it was incredible. We had so many conversations and it was nice. But the second date, we went on a hike with the dogs and then we had to go back to his place to drop off the dogs. Right. But for some reason, I felt comfortable going into his place because I knew that there was no strings attached to it. It's like we're dropping off the dogs. Right. And then we're going to figure out where we want to eat. So I would have never, ever had to do that unless it was a pandemic because it was just like... It was just different. It was just different. Like I could have easily just waited in the car. But you felt comfortable. I Sebastian made you feel comfortable. Yeah. He has a way of doing that. And that's the thing. It's like, I, 
I always meet somebody for a first date. Nope, he picked me up, and I think him knowing my family helped. A lot. Yes, I doubt that he's gonna chop my head off and, tell it, <laughs> and then come work in my parents' home. You know what I mean? Yo, so. I have I have a story like that where I where I was like, oh yeah, I met this guy on Tinder, and I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna let him pick me up and take me half an hour away from where I live yeah. to go, and we're driving down this backcountry Good luck, road. Sweetie. Yeah, yeah, we're driving down this backcountry road, and I'm like, am I gonna die today? Okay, and then this guy told me that he was doing like not with me i don't know i don't know but like crazy amount of drugs and i'm like oh, i haven't even heard some i heard of some of these drugs at the time so i'm like who am i with who am i gonna die and that was the last time i went on a tinder date with a random and i will well i mean i'm in a seven-year relationship but like i would just never recommend that as a first date go somewhere public drive yes. there in your own vehicle text your friends yeah like communicate because like i just fucking went off and just did my thing this happened to me on my first date with sebastian so we're out for three hours and then he he brings me back to my nana's condo because that's where i had been quarantining um like afterwards like i ended up staying there a little bit longer after you know the whole covid scare yep and um he we kind of just sit in the in the roundabout and he's like i don't know i just kind of drove you here because i didn't know if you wanted to continue the date like i didn't know i wanted to be respectful of your time but like how are you feeling i'm like i don't want to go I'm like let's keep going so <laughs> oh that's he's awesome. like he's like really i'm like yeah so we drove for another two hours talking but i'm like oh my god this is where i die this, <laughs> this is a huge mistake like what am i thinking <laughs> he gave me an out and i was yeah. like you can kill me today like, please <laughs> chop off my head so we ended up driving down this king road this back road and i looked at him i'm like is this where you kidnap me shut up you said that <laughs> and he looks at me he's like obviously i'm like no so um, we ended up uh, doing like, a, I'm telling you, it was like a dead end back road, right? He had to end up making a Yui. And I, my heart was like, <laughs> like just, but I knew it wouldn't happen, but like the thought of yeah, it, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're running through up, like every true do- true crime documentary you've ever watched. And you're like, this is where it ends. This is me. And nobody knows where I am. So, no, yeah, so, nobody knows where I am. So that's I why was, you have to share your location. I know, but I kind of get sketched out doing that too. But the point is, I have back problems, right? So yeah. I can crack my back really well. Maybe your vibers are here. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. Shh, shh, quiet. Everybody listen. Ew. I heard that. <laughs> yo, okay, so- yo, no, no, no. I just need, <laughs> I just need everybody that's listening to understand that, like, this bitch does some exorcist <laughs> shit with her fucking back. So I sit like, are you sure? I lean forward uh-huh. and I just do, like, a body roll backwards and everything cracks. Uh, like, are you sure that my my movie and i'm the main character that you're not about to fucking steal my soul because that was some exorcist shit that you just did i am more than happy to do it again for you no so i i decide that my i don't decide that my back hurts but my back starts hurting in the car with him in this back road and i'm like i'm sorry i gotta interrupt this kidnapping and (laughs) crack my back so i literally crack my back like i just did he looks me and he's like that was so attractive and i just (gasps) bursted out laughing i'm like nobody's ever said that to me that's hilarious and then obviously like i'm still alive to this day nothing happened but thank god (laughs) and stuff like that like you have to be so careful because don't listen to me don't do what i did (laughs) don't do what i did either always take me out but no um oh my god yeah your relationship was accelerated it was accelerated because I, so I, I trusted him very much so yeah i will say covid like confines you but there's lots of benefits that come with it it's just about you like you will get stuck if you don't make the effort to make plans outside of the house right 100 percent. yeah um one more question mm-hmm. what has been your favorite part about your journey really of your relationship over the last year now that you've hit your your year mark what was like what's your highlight of your first year would you say oh wow that's a big question there's there's been so many i know there's so, been so many so pick one <laughs> or i pick- feel like choosing our vacation is such like a, an easy way out no, but I mean, that's that's a new experience, learning to travel, like seeing, okay. uh, seeing is, is Sebastian the type of person that shows up to the airport three hours before, or does he show up five minutes before and you're running through? Like, these are fucking deal breakers yeah, in a relationship. You're right. So going, going on a trip is a fucking huge thing. Like, Steven, love him to death, but he's the type of person that he's like, 
oh, we're fine. We'll get to the airport an hour before our flight, half an hour before our flight. It's fine. And I'm like, oh my God, we need to be there six hours before. So Stephen has always balanced me out only for the fact that it may be if there's somebody else, I would be like, you're completely chaotic. But with him, I trust him because he's traveled way more than I have. Mm. So rest assured, I know that even if we were to miss a flight, everything's okay. Everything's okay. We would be able to figure it out together, but it would be okay. I mean, I have I, in another podcast episode, I talked about my crazy travel adventure. So I know I can do this shit on my own. But yeah. yes, it, it's, a, it's a test to your relationship. And also, like, what kind of person are they on a flight? Do they watch a movie? Do they want to talk during the flight? Yeah. Or do they sleep? Because when I'm on a fucking three-hour flight, bitch, you best believe I'm putting my headphones. We're not talking. Yeah. I ain't for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to watch my movie. And we will talk when this flight is over. And also... Is he the type of person that when the flight lands, does he clap? Like, oh is he God. a clapper? Because like, no, thank you. I'm, and I'm done. Don't clap. Or is he also a person that stands up before he's allowed to exit his aisle? Because I am that motherfucking person. I'm about to escape, escape. as quickly out of this flight as I can. I will say we are definitely that couple that watches a movie together with one earbud in. Because that's just, I guess, what we are. But, um... I will say, I want, can I give a general highlight? Yeah, of course, of course. The general highlight would be, oh, <laughs> the general highlight would be understanding what it's like to be so considered and feel the desire to be considered back. So it's like That's the day to day stuff. It's like before I ever even like stayed over my first night there, like he actually had all of my products, like all set up. Like he had went out and bought my face stuff, my hair stuff. Like, yeah. Cause he was like, whenever you feel comfortable to spend the night, like this is there for you. So I love that. noticing that somebody went out of their way to be considerate of me and for this vacation, right? Like I, I, I told myself I am never, I'm not going on vacation with somebody until I am like, that's my honeymoon. Like the first time I go away, stop. You with, said that. I swear to God, cause that's Italian roots. Yeah. The first time I go away with a boy, it will be my husband on our honeymoon. And I recognize that I don't want to be that. Like, I want to have all the experiences in the world with this guy. So I known him for four months, and I took him to see my favorite comedian in Florida. Which is also his favorite comedian? Well, one of his. Okay. He enjoys him very much. But But frankly enough, Sebastian Maniscalco has the same name as my boyfriend. But we went together, and vacationing and traveling is something we're both passionate about. So I will say another highlight was... When he decided that my birthday present was gifting me a vacation somewhere else. So yeah, that's amazing. It was a fact of just being considered. He knows I want to go away. So he booked me a trip. Like, it's just... He thinks about you. Yes. And that will that is the highlight is just knowing that that's out there and stability is out there. 100%. Yeah. Um, so we can conclude our episode here. But before yeah. I do, I always like to ask my listeners, mm-hmm. is there anything that I didn't ask you? Genuinely, no? like... Uh, no, I think, I think you, I think I talk so fast and too much. So I'm never the type to be like, let's talk about my relationship. So the one thing I will say is like, I'm kind of fearful that this podcast will make me that. Oh my God. Like she's no, with her boyfriend. I know I bring people on because I want them to talk. I'm here to put my two cents in yeah. and interject. Uh, if I know about the situation yeah. and ask questions, but I want people to come on so that they can talk. Gives me a break. But this is uh, <laughs> seriously no. But this is the first time that I've ever sat and been like blah 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 about my partner because I think fair. It's, but that's the thing. Like this is a funny story to share. It's not like I'm sharing intimate details. But yes. Still, it's like being in a situation where I'm the only one talking about me, 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 me. I'm not like that. So I get into a space where I'm like, oh my God, like this is weird. Don't overthink. It's awesome and it's going to be good. Well, thanks for having me, Vibers. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Love you so much. And Vibers, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Well, that concludes today's episode. Bye, Vibers. Bye.